I guess if we ever do this again, I don't know. I guess we'll see how people react to this. In the <laughs> same rule. If it gets more than 100 streams. Right. So if it gets more than 100 streams, then I'll be like, sure. Sure. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Owen, we're back. Yes, we are. The people demanded it, and y- here we y'all are. Y'all asked for it. You thought we were joking. You thought we were joking. <laughs> but we were not. We were here. Tune Soon Tuesday makes a return. Yes, I, if if all goes according to plan, this will be airing on two twenty two twenty two Tuesday. That's what I want to happen because it's just too wonderfully hilariously dumb, and that's what we aspire to on this show. <laughs> yeah, so welcome welcome back to Tune Tunes, the show where we talk about the tunes from cartoons. I'm one of your hosts, Eliana. Our other host is Owen. Hi. And um, during this arc, we will be discussing the Backyardigans, self-titled. We are a year late to this trend, but, ah, you it's, know. It's it's never too late for the Backyardigans. I made a tweet back in, like, May of last year, and I said, the Backyardigans have more classics in their discography than some of your faves, but y'all aren't ready for that conversation. And it got a lot of interactions. There were some people. I mean, like not a not a ton, but but more than I was uh, used to getting on tweets at the time. <laughs> I had a delightful time when Backyardigans music was being raised in the discourse on Twitter, and we thought it was only right that we talk about that, that we review an album from the Backyardigans. They do have, of course, a storied discography, but we're gonna at least start with their self-titled album. The Backyardigans, which was released in 2005. Yeah. To preface this, I, I watched The Backyardigans a bit growing up, but they were sort of, they were hot when I didn't have cable. So, um, you know, I'm familiar with their work, but it's uh, it, it's more, it was something I had to learn later in life. This was delightful. Oh, and you, you, you know The Backyardigans. I do. Well, I, I, I never had cable, um, so I, I never really watched The Backyardigans like on air my main exposure to the Backyardigans came like through the library. Like we would go mm. to the public library and there would be, I think like DVDs um, of episodes of the Backyardigans. It's sort of hard for me to, for me to place because the show would have come out around the time I was, you know, seven or eight or nine. And so I didn't land like strictly in, in the age demographic for the Backyardigans when it was on the air, but I, I enjoyed watching it a lot as, as a kid, me and my brother both enjoyed watching it a lot. And it was really interesting to return to the music and the episodes after after so many years and have certain parts of my brain unlocked again and reopened and be like, oh my god, wait, I'd forgotten all about this song. But I definitely like heard and watched it approximately 1600 times. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly think we should just jump right in. Yeah, let's do it. And like many great cartoon albums, the first track on this album is the theme song. Yes. Backyardigan's theme song. Right off the bat, um, fun fact about me, I was a clarinet player for many years. Oh, damn. So when it comes to orchestrations, I immediately get drawn to like the woodwind section and like specifically like clarinets and oboes. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know you were a clarinetist. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was. Is that, is that the phrase clarinetist? That's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going to go with. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I, I was immediately like drawn to the like the little you know uh clarinet section in the background i adore it it's a classic it's a certified classic i don't you know you know it's interesting because again i i love backyardigans 
I, I definitely watched this theme song many, many times. Returning to it, I feel like... I, I, I might get in some trouble for this. I feel like it is it is a decent theme song, but it's not the best. I think the like the woodwind and the like the the sort of general production of it is very nice. I mean, it's great in terms of like you're introduced to each of the characters and then they go into the song. It makes a lot of sense as a theme song. It's short, it's sweet, it gets done what it needs to get done and then it gets out. I I should maybe say that we should note before going into all of these tracks that all of these songs like the vocals are done by children. Yeah. The the vocals are not going to be the best thing in the world. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to clown children for not knowing how to sing. Sure. And and I and you know there's there's some great singing on here given that the people singing are are, are for the most part children. That being said, <laughs> On the theme song, the fa- I think it's the fact that they're like all singing in unison, and and I don't want to say it feels like pitchy, but but the yeah, yeah, like when that first entered my ears, I was just like, oh no. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a thing of like if I were a parent listening to this song and having to listen to this song over and over and over and over again because their child kept watching it, I feel like I would get annoyed by this very quickly upon multiple re-listens and i feel like that's sort of the test of like a theme song is like how many times can you stand to listen to it over and over and over again and in this case i I don't know that that it would (laughs) i don't know i don't know i'm i don't like shit on it and say it was say it's bad i like the sort of like we've got the whole wide world like that the sort of drama of that section and the way it fades back into the main theme was cool but i think just initially the sound of of the way the vocals are layered on top of each other specifically just felt very shrill <laughs> and that's not to say that i didn't like have have like a, like a, a burst of nostalgia of like oh yes the backyard again but but it, it was interesting coming back to it as an adult and being like ooh yeah, wasn't crazy about the mix, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. And I think the vocal arrangement could have accommodated for the fact that, yes, they're all children, but they, they don't all necessarily have the same range. Like, Tyrone's voice is significantly mm-hmm. deeper than the other kids. Yeah. I, I think that that could have been accommodated for more. But, you know, it's, it's the Backyard Against theme song. It's it's all right. I think it does a good job for, for, for what it needs to do. The other thing I'll say, uh, just since I'm being an asshole and be, <laughs> being a critic about this, but but I was I was listening to it and realizing they get to like the, the end of the song and they're like, we always find things we've never seen before. That's why every day we're back for more mm-hmm. with your friends, the Backyardigans, which I like, you know, obviously I like the way it conveys the sentiment of the show, but the way the, the the actual line is constructed makes it sound like the five backyardigans are back for more with the backyardigans. Ah, uh, yeah. And it was just just grammatically, it felt it <laughs> felt like it was conveying. To, so I, I don't know. It's it's not my favorite theme song. I think it 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 has its merits, but there were there were definitely some things where like starting off the album. I was like, ooh, this is not this is not hitting like I remembered it hitting in the past. Yeah. I should also say though that the, the Backyard Against theme song, it's written by McPaul Smith um, and composed by Evan Lurie. Mm-hmm. Both of them have like most of the songwriting slash composing credits on, on this album, but we'll also mention other people if they come in. But th- they were the ones by far more often than not, the song lyrics were being written by by McPaul Smith and and the music was being composed by by Evan Lurie. So yeah. sh- shout out to them. Sorry, we just told you your theme song was trash. <laughs> I don't uh, think it's trash. I don't think it's trash. I just I just think it's not trash. I just think certain things could be improved. Yeah. 
next track on the album uh you and me to the rescue yes from the tower of power from the tower of power from race to the tower of power which is an excellent episode yes it's brilliant beautiful so within like 10 seconds of this track starting i immediately was able to identify that they were pulling inspiration from salsa um and that's kind of Mm. like Something the Backyardigans does well is when they are going for a genre, they make it so explicitly clear. Like half of my notes from my original listen of this album were just me going through and going, oh, this is this is a classic like bossa nova hair. This is a classic like hip hop. Oh, my God. Some when we when we get to it, Buffalo Girls and Boys straight hip hop. Um, oh, yeah. But like oh, yeah. we'll talk about it. We'll talk, we'll about, talk about, about it. About we'll it. get into it. But like. I think, like, with this being the second track on the album, You Me to the Rescue, like, obviously Salsa. Oh, the brass, the brass section. Mm. Mm, mm, <laughs> Amazing. Mm. I was hoping for, like, a breakdown towards the end of the song, but, you know, maybe I'm just asking for too much. It is, I, I forget the length of it, but it's a very short song. Well, the first thing I'll say about this song is that it immediately, I, like I was saying, like, having, like, memories unlocked. This song, like, unlocked some memories. I was like, oh, I know every beat of this song uh and i had forgotten Mm -hmm. i knew it and the thing that's interesting you say about it being like obviously salsa was like as a kid i i definitely didn't know this was salsa i had i I don't think i would have had like the musical vocabulary to identify this as salsa but listening to it back as an adult i recognized that it was salsa and that and that it has this like very this this specific feel to it and and both hearing the song sort of afresh and recognizing something new about it while also like recognizing it very distinctly from like my child brain that was really cool with with this song it's it's not the shortest on the album it actually has some some lyrics on it i found when i was looking on the backyardigans wiki um shout out to them for for providing me with with a lot of stuff for my research but apparently like the the second half of the song that's exclusive to the soundtrack that's not in the actual episode the thing about backyardigans um which most folks probably know if they've if they've seen the show and if they've encountered it but but the way the backyardigans would work like the format of it was every episode they would pick a specific musical genre and they would have four songs from that genre that would be sort of part of the story each episode is what like 23 25 minutes it's it's so funny to me like looking back and realizing race to the tower power was like the salsa episode (laughs) because it's this it's this like superheroes versus supervillains story and i feel like salsa is not necessarily the musical genre one would like immediately identify with like the superhero genre but maybe it should be i think it should be because this this song slaps this really slaps i mean the the mixing on this also could be a little better i thought the voices were a little quiet they got a little a little drowned out relative to the to the production but uniqua eats yeah we're just gonna we're gonna keep saying this throughout the thing but but the person singing for uniqua uh jamia simone nash is 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 doing the damn thing especially on the on the hook Um, her her voice is like so distinctive especially compared to like austin his his like he has a much straighter vocal approach which is fine it's just that she like she brings the sort of flavor yeah that this song needs yeah uniqua and tasha shout out for this whole album (laughs) (laughs) this is the thing is like even if the vocals for the kids hadn't been pretty good on this song and sometimes on the album the vocals from the kids are not great like the the musical foundation is still like strong enough to support that them like the 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 music that evan lurie has for the for this show is like really um 
it provides a really like strong foundation mm-hmm. um and like the it's you and me dun, dun, like yeah. the, the 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 groove uh on on this song is just really really solid and they're doing a a great great fucking job i was i was vibing to this i was it's always great to have like a thing from your childhood both be reminded of it in a nostalgic way and feel like nostalgic about it but also be like this this actually slaps like Like, real life this slaps i wasn't just like seven and like didn't know anything about the world and (laughs) just (laughs) assumed anything was good you know like like, it's really good yeah across the board this is just like every single song this album is well constructed like it's it's the musical foundation of everything and like this song especially like obviously i'm like latino grew up listening to a lot of salsa they took every like fundamental thing for salsa and was able to like portray it so clearly the 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 specific balance between the brass and the guitar or like the uh or the brass and the piano like Mm. the keyboard like mm, delicious Mm perfect uh hit the nail on the head it's it's a good like superhero song like that's also what i appreciate about it well it has like the 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 brass gives it this sense of like suspense and there's a propulsiveness to it that feels like appropriate to the story it's not necessarily what you again what what i would immediately identify with with a superhero story but for where it like fits in the episode um for those who don't know this is like the part of the episode where where like Austin and Unicor are like a superhero team, and Austin gets shrunk, uh, <laughs> and is very small, which is why it starts with with the lyric like "Time is running out, we don't know what to do." My mighty super partner is smaller than my shoe, um, and and so and he's been shrunk by the supervillains who are who are get like climbing to the top of the tower, mm-hmm. um, and they need to get after them and 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 stop them, um, and this does a great job of I think giving that sense of. Uh, again like suspense and 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 propulsive and and feeling like a a call to action yeah um yeah it's 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 a lot of fun and again composed by evan lurie uh this one like the lyrics were written by by adam peltzman um and i i i appreciate um (laughs) i appreciate him for for including uh the lyric the evil yucky villains (laughs) i i I like a bit of vocabulary in there you gotta include yucky yuck 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 is a good word it's a good word to throw into a song or like to use well in a song like if you throw it in it feels weird but when it's like mm, the evil yucky villain delicious right it's not enough for you to just be like you know morally corrupt you're also just yucky (laughs) you're (laughs) you're really that's when you know someone is like truly disreputable when it's like you're yucky yeah all right the the next track on this album blew up last year uh, it needs no introduction it needs, needs no introduction tr- it's castaways baby it's castaways. <laughs> um i feel like we're gonna spend half the time of this song talking about the whole tiktok thing which i think is i think is actually really interesting eliana you were actually on tiktok so you yes. perhaps like actually witnessed the the way this song blew up in a way that 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 i i don't think yeah. i really did yeah um with tiktok cycles like trends sort of cycle through really quickly um like they approach on the scene they go freaking like so fast like it blows up so fast that it's over really fast backyardigans like stuck around i want to say for a solid like two months um like a, so- a solid two months and like mm. i don't even know if it was castaways that was the first one that blew up but it was definitely the one that had the longest stint on tiktok and there were dances 
parody sounds. It's bossa nova. I fucking love bossa nova. Yeah, well, that's there's that, that's the other thing is like you've been listening to a lot of bossa nova recently. I, I know I know this about you, and and I'm like I I, I feel like I want to hear you talk about bossa nova and what it is about bossa nova that really does it for you. Bossa nova is one of those things where it's not an overwhelming genre to listen to. So for me, like mm. as someone who gets really overwhelmed by my surroundings a lot or like certain like styles of music like i i love them but i have to be like prepared for them bossa nova is a really accessible genre but there's something about like rhythmic guitar keeps you interested but since most of the time bossa nova is not on acoustic guitar you're not like this is a lot the percussion is so good Uh, it's so light i mean i feel like the 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 big thing i thought about this song when i first heard it again after so many because i think it was it was really interesting like the songs for the backyardigans that really blew up on tiktok are not the ones that i really remember distinctively from the show Mm -hmm. which i think just shows that like you know everyone has a different sort of experience with it and a different childhood but i but returning to this song this is not a song i really remembered from the show at all and it's it's very soothing i think like soothing was the word it's like a very relaxing song Mm -hmm. and that and that's just really lovely i remember how i said like on the theme song like i like the way the voices were in unison this is the opposite like the unison vocals are beautiful on this the way they're in unison like they're like they're all on the same pitch but but it's blended much better Mm -hmm. and it feels it, it feels so like um it's, it's really sweet and lovely. I should say, in addition to like the usual team of Mick Paul Smith and, and Evan Lurie, Leslie Valdez was also one of the was one of the co-writers for this song. Mm-hmm. And, and Douglas Weiselman uh, helped out on the on the composing. I mean, I'm I'm fascinated with why this song <laughs> had such a moment. I mean, I, I did some research about the about the sort of whole TikTok thing. And apparently there's a, a pretty young TikToker named Marlisha Pierre. She she started posting like TikTok videos about the Backyardigans mm-hmm. um, because uh, because she was she she wanted to make sure that the younger kids on the app knew about the show and the song. She yeah. she she wanted to give them their credit, give them their due. Yeah. Um, and she had just started posting like a series of her like dancing or vibing to uh, two various Backyardigans songs, and the one that had Castaways just took on this whole other form. Um, and, you know, there's various things we could say about, like, maybe why that is. I watched a really cool YouTube video by Adam Neely, who's like a music theory YouTube mm-hmm. person. He did a he did a video, on uh, which is called Why Castaways is a Masterpiece in Songwriting. Yeah. <laughs> which I would, I would definitely recommend to anyone who's, like, interested. I'm not going to, like, regurgitate everything that he said in it. But, but one of the things that I certainly got out of watching that video is, like, the, the, the people who were doing the musical work on the Backyard Against, like, really knew what they were doing. And they had, like, a real production set up. Like, yeah. if, like, they had a great budget in terms of being able to like if they needed 25 pieces for a song nickelodeon would get them those 25 pieces it's clear they just had like really good musicians and really good like stuff on on the production side and that definitely shows in this one Mm -hmm. and and the other thing about this song so adam neely's sort of theory that he puts forth in the video is that this song is allowing the people on tiktok and allowing just people in the culture generally to to go back to a better time where where things made more sense mm-hmm. um which is obviously not really what 2021 felt like and not yeah. what the majority of of the pandemic has felt like i have perhaps the more cynical theory uh <laughs> that one of the reasons this song resonates is that we all feel like castaways right now kind of in this pandemic like the lyric um we're stuck where we are came and i was like uh. oh we are <laughs> yeah there's with the 
with castaways blowing up on tiktok there's been a fair amount of people doing the lyrics to castaways as like dramatic monologues um (laughs) (laughs) castaways we are castaways hoy there hoy we're castaways (laughs) (laughs) we're stuck where we are no No house house, no no car car. which i'm happy to say like no house no car is not my experience of the pandemic that was sort of where the relatability ended for me but but i just mean i think the I, i think it's so interesting like to be able to have a song about you know feeling adrift and feeling sort of uh lost and stuck and not able to get anywhere and not able to move, which I think is a, is a feeling that uh, a lot of people during the pandemic very much feel and, and, and that we're all very familiar with at this point. But to set that in a musical context that is so relaxing and so inviting and so pleasant, you know, th- this yeah. could be a much more sort of like stressful and, <laughs> and threatening <laughs> song because I feel like actually being castaways is not as fun as this song sounds, yeah. you know? Like you're going to run out of food, you're going to run out of water... Someone's going to start eating someone else. Yeah. It's not a good situation. <laughs> but it, but it's, a kid, it's a kid's show. The other thing that made me laugh so much, this is one of the only songs uh, from the Backyard Agains I found that uh, that has its own Wikipedia page because oh. it blew up on TikTok. And, and as a result of it blowing up on TikTok, it it you know was on top of the spotify viral charts mm-hmm. for for a period i just want to throw some stats up here <laughs> it's been included in over 1.2 million videos on tiktok and, and then of course because people are using the song so much because they're listening to it so much it rose in the spotify charts and and got more than 15 million streams there's also um <laughs> There's a a thing in here I love where it says, it says here, quote, it is sung by a group of children, which makes unclear what some of the notes sung are. (laughs) And that just made me laugh. (laughs) And actually, Adam Neely makes that point in his YouTube video is that there's there's a few there's there's i think he brings it talks about it like a specific note like not knowing whether it's an f or an e because the way the kids are singing it is maybe not like right on the page yeah that was also one of the things that blew up on tiktok was like what note do you sing because like Mm -hmm. like and it's specifically the f or the e like are you singing the f or the e when you sing castaways and like all the comments like fight uh it's, it's like a per- it's like a personality test. It's exactly. like what kind of person are you? Do you see the blue dress? Do you see the gold dress? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, near Laurel. Yeah, and speaking of the vocals, again, I do think the vocals are very are very lovely on this one. I will say Pablo's vocals are noticeably weaker than Uniqua's. I feel like it's because mm-hmm. like 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 she has like a whole line and then he comes in and he's like a little pitchy. Yeah. And and I feel bad that Tyrone didn't get to because because the other thing I found out when I was looking into the song was was there's like there's a second part of the song there's sort of like a, a reprise of the song I guess song later in the episode mm-hmm. that isn't included uh, in in the soundtrack version and in that one like Tyrone gets more of a solo and that just wasn't sort of put on the on the soundtrack mm-hmm. which I thought was a shame it is a shame um, Tyrone representation come on guys he'll get his moment to shine later it yeah. will, it must be said but, but but yeah to throw a stat back at you. Uh, while at the time of recording this, Castaways on Spotify has 33,237,001 streams. Wow, that's crazy. That's, that's, that. <laughs> wow. 
that's amazing i'm just like imagine being like 10 years old as like a voice actor working for nickelodeon and then like years later all of a sudden you're you're streaming like checks start coming in way high like you're like this is a larger number than i usually get from you spotify what's what what's going on you check twitter you check tiktok oh Oh, shit yeah (laughs) <laughs> 15 years later well and i will say i the, the ways that like songs go viral on tiktok uh, that there there are definitely some ways in which i'm sort of suspicious and cynical about it but i will say i think one of the 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 wonderful things about about like song virality on tiktok is that it's allowed like not like not just like new stuff that's coming out i feel like there's always a lot of emphasis on like oh what's new what's just been put out just now but but like there's there's been a lot of instances of songs going viral on tiktok that have been out for for like a long time and maybe didn't get their due uh, when they first came out um, yeah. and, and maybe could have d- maybe deserved s- <laughs> some more attention and so it's nice to see you know like maybe like a song like castaways which again like i maybe didn't uh, uh wasn't sort of necessarily my favorite song uh from the backyard agains and it's still not one of my favorite songs from this album but i i appreciate um it, it getting a bit of shine yeah um in, in in this particular way in this this current historical moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think it's good. And the, with song virality on TikTok, it's crazy. You can never really predict what will go viral. I remember looping you in on the fact that the mountain goats were trending on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you never, you, exactly, you never know what's gonna um, what's gonna pop up, and, and there's no way of predicting it. But I do think, you know, that thing you said about like backyard against trending for like a solid two months. I do think that speaks to not only the fact that like a lot of people have a lot of like really strong nostalgic feelings towards the show from when they were children but also i think that the music is just like straight good yeah uh and 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 really solid and can be used and applied in a lot of in a lot of ways and situations and uh and so that that's really cool yeah the only other thing i'll say about castaways is let's just say that the lyrical side of these songs is not the strongest right because they're being because they're directed at at younger children and being sung by by children um but i did love the just me me and me <laughs> like that <laughs> section was really fun for some reason that just made me laugh yeah. i i i appreciated because because i feel like there is this thing about feeling like a castaway and feeling isolated it's it's they're not saying it's like the three of us together it's no no it's me me and me yeah <laughs> there's this sort of like individual focus to it that it just felt i don't know it made me laugh and it also when i thought about it a little more felt felt smart yeah, so, yeah. shout out to castaways and shout out shout out to merlisha pierre who uh, is also known as swag surf yeah uh, with with three f's on tiktok uh <laughs> go show her some love for bringing castaways to the people it's what we needed it's what we <laughs> in these hard times in these hard times some bossa nova for your soul next yes, next track questing questing what are your thoughts on questing questing well, so I, I love the way this song starts, how there is this sort of like tension in the introductory strings, right? There, like, the, the, like at the beginning, there's, there's like this string section and it's very like drawn out and suspenseful. It feels very li- like, oh, we're preparing for something. Something is coming. Something big is about to happen. And then it becomes a disco number. Yes. And it's great. <laughs> it's great. I, I love the way, like, o- over that, like, initial introductory thing, the questing, 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 never resting. That, that is real. like, that, it's really cool how it's, like, starts slowed down. And then they do it, like, at a much faster pace. Yeah. I think this song does a great job of, 
of like building like it has that the, the, the initial sort of like electric guitar and, and 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 sort of strings and that like disco feel to it and then when the the hand claps and the drums are added in in the second half that's a lot of fun like yeah like question 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 that's that's just um that's that's great and i and i love that da, 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 the the to the rock um yeah. sort of melodic theme is is very satisfying it's a bop it's, it's a, a bop. bop and it and it also feels to me like sort of the first really full and complete song yeah. that we've gotten on the album yeah i was uh, my first note is that like this is absolutely the biggest song on the album at least up until this point how the song is constructed it feels like it feels like more of a moment than mm-hmm. any of the tracks that we'd heard before this you and me to the rescue is a moment castaways is a moment but like questing questing is a moment uh, well it's a big it's a big number you can tell they had to bring in again for like the strings like they had to bring in a number of musicians in yeah. order to to make the sort of instrumental palette that we've got under this song yeah exist and like i understand that it's like pulling from disco but i also definitely hear a little bit of like latin rock in there mm. rather than like the, mm-hmm. the production but just in the way that the song is constructed and how it gets like layered in and filled out it feels very like elefante or or mana mm-hmm. at points but I, it also is like an incredible disco number oh my god it's definitely up there for me personally like not to give away like our track listing if we if we want to do that at the end our big uh, our big top five yeah no it's, it's a good one it's a lot it's of fun a, it's a lot of fun and like i this is one that i actually haven't seen the visuals for i haven't seen the episode oh you haven't well, this is from Quest for the Flying Rock, which is also a great episode that I, I remember from when I was I, I was a kid. It's it's a good time. It's a good time. This is I think also this is also the first song that we have Tasha on. Yeah. It's really more of like a a, a group number than than it is for highlighting individual people, but it's cool that we yeah. that she that she finally shows up. I'll also just throw out that one of the co writers on this song is, is Rada Blank. Oh. Pretty I think pretty much all the songs that were like like if the genre was disco, Rod Link's name was attached to it. Mm-hmm. That's another cool thing is like the, the the sort of main songwriting team with Backyard Ends where like they knew to bring in other other writers if they needed to like tackle a specific genre or if they were after a specific kind of sound. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Song's just a lot of fun. It's so fun. <laughs> I will commend the Backyard Against team for that because I noticed that when doing some of my own research and like it's always good as like a musician and an artist to like acknowledge when something is, is not like out of your wheelhouse necessarily but like when you want to bring in like someone that like is more immersed in a world that you're trying to pay homage to or like appropriate you know 100 percent. a pirate says r a pirate does say r these are true things <laughs> these are true it's, things. A, it's, it's a true it's a true statement it's true and you should say it <laughs> first note oh my god reggae Come the f- come on! Not just reggae, not just reggae, reggae and ska. The reggae ska mix on this is—it's just oh, it's so it's... much fun. <laughs> and the fact that this was their first episode, a pirate says R was the f- like they. That- is this is a very first really. Oh my god, you're right. I'm this looking was... at the I'm looking at the backyard against Wiki right now. It says this is the very first song from the series ever. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um. Shout out to the creator, the Backyardigans, Janice Burgess. Yes, Janice Burgess. I was I I was waiting for a moment for us to, yeah. to sing her praises, but like, thank you, <laughs> just thank you. It's such a bold and like powerful move to have 
a musical series and have the first episode be reggae or ska. It's so, it's done so well. It's it's also, I think it's probably also noticeable that the first characters we see and who are singing this song is like Unico and Austin, who are the characters that at least I see um, most often being identified on like social media as like, these are people of color. These well, are definitely people of it's color. It's like, yeah, the, there's like- They had strong feelings. People have strong people have feelings strong feelings. Um, I, my own personal take, Pablo's Latino, Austin, like he was just like, I, I don't know what, but he wasn't white. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like- Non-specific, non-white. Non-specific, not white. Like the, like the whitest he would be, would be half. Uniqua, Tyrone, Tasha, like they are black. And like that is mm. like you will you will see that online everywhere. Like Janice Burgess, like is a notably a black woman, and I think that that is like so like seeped into the show, deservedly so. Shout, shout out to Janice Burgess, who is like it was wonderful to like go back and do research in the backyard against and find out that it was the brainchild of a black woman who like thought that Die Hard and Terminator Two were like two of the best movies ever made, and also loved Star Wars and also loved Lord of the Rings. Clearly, like a very big nerd, and put that her her like enthusiasm for for these things sort of into this really wonderful show for that is clearly very focused on like making lots of different kinds of music certainly accessible to a lot of different kids I, you mm-hmm. know that's that's why so many like all the episodes are like a different genre of music i mean and- like all this to say to have the first episode of your new children's tv series pull inspiration from reggae which is a notably black genre of music is mm-hmm. amazing and she does it like the team does it so well yeah well that's the thing too is like i this is, I think this is a similar situation as, like, You and Me to the Rescue in that, like, reggae is not a genre, like, the musical genre I associate or, or would have automatically associated with pirates just through, like, cultural conditioning. You wouldn't necessarily immediately attach reggae to, to like, the pirate genre, but why wouldn't you? So much, so much of that, of that genre is, like, centered in the Caribbean. Exactly. Like, so it makes perfect sense. I, I, I you know, I, th- I thought this was really great. Hey, look, I'm, uh, I am all about advocating for the pirate lifestyle. Uh, yeah. I don't know that you know this about me, Eliana, but I mean, I, I was a big like pirate fanatic growing up mm-hmm. and I actually spent several years training at a place called the Pirate Dojo, uh, where we studied like various archaic sword fighting techniques some of which were like used by pirates the main one being like single stick um and so like i'm a a big pirate fan i have a pirate flag up in my like home uh yeah you know what one of the things i've always sort of loved about piracy is that it it opened me up to seeing like an alternative to the people in positions of authority always being right or always being the good guys, you know what I mean? I love to see us starting off the backyard like again, very first song, very first episode of Backyard Against. We're we're advocating for the pirate lifestyle. I'm here for it. As we should. Uh, my one like critique to this song is the the flow of the lyrics specifically on the hook. I wish it was a bit stronger. It just feels like there could have been like more syllables, you know? Yes, I, I understand exactly what you mean. No, yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing about this song too is like because um and and this is true of other songs on on the record like there's a lot of instrumental space and part of the reason there's a lot of instrumental space on the song and and not as much like there will be these sort of long chunks of of just the instruments playing and part of the reason for that is like in the episode that's when the characters are talking that's where like dialogue goes in um and we're not necessarily getting that dialogue on the album so just as a song to listen to 
you're sort of there there will be these like long instrumental stretches and which are not bad um but but that can kind of feel like like there's a, a sort of big empty space all of a sudden and and uh yeah but i don't know but i but i do love i like the especially like the very last line that it ends on um if you think we're noisy you're right we are like the amount of uh the passion uh in their voices when they're singing that last bit uh really i i i really appreciate it they, they're just they just go for it like i i love it and i mm-hmm. i had watched this entire episode um in preparation for this recording session and like it is broken up into parts yeah which the fact that it was able to blend all together well is very impressive and that that tells me that they wrote the entire song first it's a musical show so it makes sense that they would put like prioritize storytelling in the music but the fact that it it works all together well and like i was sort of thrown off because i had like listened to the soundtrack before watching the episode that it was all separated Mm -hmm. but it still like worked fundamentally well for like musical storytelling so i dug it I, i reggae pirates what more could you want Reggae pirates. Eliana, are you familiar uh, with uh, International Talk Like a Pirate Day? I am familiar with International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Again, I will reiterate, I worked at a freaking Renaissance fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to make sure. Well, I, it's possible that some of our, our listeners uh, do not know about International Talk Like a Pirate Day. And I just feel like it's important for, for us to spread the gospel uh, oh, yeah. because it's it's one of my favorite holidays. I think it's one of one of the top five best holidays international talk like a pirate day for those who do not know it's a holiday that was created by um by john barr and and mark summers back in like the 90s like the mid 90s and every single every day on september 19th is talk like a pirate day it, it, it is where you have free reign and, and are encouraged and are arguably are required to to talk like a pirate you you just you just get into that like pirate lingo that pirate explains celebrate the pirate way of life um and and as this song says uh just say r a lot just like really really get into i i think i think talk like a pirate day is, is a great it's a great it's, it's a great, great moment if you're um interested if you still use facebook you can set pirate english as your language i love Uh, that so much (laughs) don't really use facebook anymore but like that is something i used to do every year on talk like a pirate day i would set my facebook to english in parentheses pirate but yeah you know uh, the song straight facts a pirate says are it's true it's true shout out to all the pirates out there shout out to the pirates out there shout out to uniqua the first, the first character we see is Uniqua, and I love that for us. Uh, I guess I'll mention this now. Like another thing I learned when I was doing research, I didn't know this before, but like Uniqua, you know, Uniqua is obviously like the only member of the backyard against that is not like an identifiable animal that exists on Earth. You're like, like it's it's sort of like Gonzo and the Muppets, where you're like, what is this? What, yes. Like, <laughs> what is this meant to be? And I I learned. Uh, going back again to Janice Burgess, apparently, like Uniqua is based on how Burgess like saw herself as a child. I saw some some mixings of like how she, it would like there was like one version where it was like this was how she saw herself, but also like a version of it where it was like it's the child she wishes she was as a child. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's sort of really beautiful to have this sort of again she's called Uniqua because she is this unique creature with like pink like yeah. that's all pink with antenna and you can't exactly identify what she is but I, I I just thought that was really like 
moving and 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 lovely and, and she's the only character in the backyard against who actually appears in every single episode i saw that my heart was so like warmed when i saw that she was like yeah unique was like who i wanted to be when i was a kid and i was like yeah let's talk about the backyard against as role models and like For beautiful real. like group of kids that all have like very distinct personalities and are all like so just cool yeah how does tyrone put his hands in his pockets That's my <laughs> <question>. <laughs> he doesn't wear pants <laughs> My man's just, uh, he, he does the impossible. He, he really manages it. Hands into the abyss, yeah. You've been listening to Tune Tunes with Owen and Eliana and our current discussion about the Backyard Again subtitled. This series and our previous series about the first Finneys and Ferb album are available on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and basically anywhere you can listen to podcasts. And if we're not on your favorite platform, feel free to angrily tweet at us about it and comment on our TikToks at ToonToonsPod. Our theme music is by Adamir and our artwork is by MJ Smith. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.